SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network coming to you from Las Vegas. Chilly Las Vegas. I mean, it's cold here. Uh, it's like like 40. That, and believe me, uh, you're back east going, huh? 40 here feels like 10. All right. And then I come into the lovely confines of the KSHP studios where we love them for um, staging our. Second hour here in Las Vegas and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And this fine first hour, I come in here and it's like, it's an igloo in here. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. I've got a hooded sweatshirt and a turtleneck on. I'm prepared for this. I don't know about you, brother. It's a little colder for me. Just a, a regular shirt and a T-shirt. I think tomorrow I'm going to grab either a sweatshirt or some kind of light jacket or something for in here because sure. it is frosty. I'm sure our producer, Chris Bavone, is going, listen to these two idiots. <laughs> it's 40 and you're whining. Look, I moved down here for the warm weather. That's the reason I moved down Your here. Your body changes, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I swear it's worse. It's no, worse you're, for me you're now absolutely after right. all those years in Buffalo. Yeah. It is. I, I'm I'm here for those eight warm months. I hate November through February here. All right. So the funny thing is, as we get the oh, let, let's just tell you what's coming up because it's actually quite a day today. Yeah. All right. We've got Mike Lewis, our good friend from the Sun Coast, a racing sports book director there. Terrific. I mean, he's a really sharp guy. Uh, he also joins us a lot on our hockey show. He's got an incredible hockey opinion. Uh, so Mike Lewis will be with us, and then in the uh, second hour. Uh, we'll have Vinny Maliulo, LVDC, uh, Hotel Nevada, longtime sportsbook director at Caesars at Wynn. Uh, the guy, he's, just, he's a Las Vegas legend. He's great. And then Bruce Marshall, our pal from the Gold Sheet, will be with us. And then we'll just throw this out for high. If you're a hockey fan out there, when we're done uh, at KSHP.com, there's a listen live function. You can follow Stevie on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. Uh, and we put the links to all our stuff up. But and, and maybe we'll see down the road. Maybe the hockey thing's got some legs for our friends on sports grid. I, I hope so. I hope so too. When hockey starts, we'll see. I'm I'm not, you know, a program director or anything, but maybe we'll see. Uh, but we get great guests from the hockey world. I mean, our stable of guests are spectacular. I I did the Sabres TV broadcast before I moved here. I've been covering hockey forever. And fortunately the Rolodex is pretty good. Yeah, I don't have a Rolodex actually, but the my cell phones are like Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah, but today really excited. Uh, John Forsland, the longtime play-by-play man for the Carolina Hurricanes, will join us on Vegas Hockey. Uh, now he of course calls games on uh, NBC, and with Doc Emmerich retiring, you think uh, John Forsland will have a, you know, he has a great role already, but maybe a bigger role, and we'll see what their plans are life after Doc Emmerich. But that'll be a fun. Hockey check coming up a little bit later on today. So, anyway, good stuff today. That's no, I'm looking forward to it. I, John's, again, look like like you say with uh, our, our friend Mike Lewis, John knows his hockey, and it, I'm looking forward to the discussion. 
I want to I want to see what happened with him in Carolina, and and maybe he knows his role at NBC, and and we'll get that. I I would love for him to kind of take the lead role there at NBC. He's a great hockey oh, announcer. He's spectacular, and uh, he's been a friend of the program here in Vegas since, since the Golden Knights came in. I mean, around the league, I mean, we get uh, you know, honestly, it just we we it's easy for us. We love talking. We just love talking hockey. Uh, and our guests are spectacular. Speaking of, uh, you know, and then we'll dive into the football, you and I, in, the, in this next segment after we take a short break here. Uh, the hockey thing, you know, I don't know if Gary Bettman's talking out of both sides of his mouth. But, well, we're not re- renegotiating in January 1st. Well, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. It's eh? semantics. Well, January 1st ain't happening. Correct. And the clock is ticking real hard here. The players are not happy. And with each passing day. Now, did you hear the new one today? I, I don't think I did. Go ahead. Uh, I guess Elliot Friedman reported this. Uh, there are four teams that are considering, at least looking into the possibility of playing their home games outdoors. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. So, so the, Well, I mean, you're talking fans. Well, uh, Revenue. I, I, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay. What? Well, well, Will they be able to pack whatever place well, they're you, in? Or do, if you put them in a football stadium with social distancing, you're going to get at least as many fans as you'd get in the hockey building. Okay, fair. I mean, yeah, honestly, right. I think it's a real and, – and in fact, uh, you want to make the case? You got, they got the Las Vegas Stadium, the baseball stadium here is adjacent yeah. to City National Arena. Yeah. It's sure as hell cold enough today to play an outdoor <laughs> hockey game. Yes, it is. I mean, now <laughs> – that would preclude the Golden Knights for going on a playoff run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but honestly, I mean, I think in this bizarre world we're living in, outside the box thinking is not or should not be discouraged. Absolutely not. I mean, you're right. This pandemic, you got to look at everything possible uh, to maximize revenues, especially uh, for these teams. I, I completely agree. I, I have no problem uh, with them playing outdoor if that, if that, like you say, brings more fans, therefore more revenue. They've got to figure a way to do that. Yeah, well, the one thing that's absolutely happening here with each passing day, you know, it's an 82-game season normally, and then they were talking 60. It's going to be a 48-game season. Yes, it it's is. It's going to be the least amount possible the way the clock's running out on them. Speaking of professional segues and clocks running out, <laughs> this segment is uh, maybe thankfully behind us. No, we're <laughs> thrilled to get the fun started. Uh, let's come back. We'll talk about the Ravens, the Steelers. College hoops, get an update from Stevie. How many games got moved? We, we had a, how about, you got the the Liberty game gets canceled and BYU goes, yeah, we'll jump in and play. Uh, it's amazing what's going on. There's a lot on the docket. We're off to the races on a Thursday. Sportsbook Radio, thrilled to be with you right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I, I, I didn't hear that clearly, and I'm Wasted. not sure. 
Oh, well, yeah. Okay, then it is about me. Brian Bless and Stevie Slatch at Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas. Love and life. Glad to be with you here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Mike Lewis join us from the Suncoast Casino Race and Sportsbook Director. Uh, for our final two segments, or actually not final two, there's the little, the little dinky one right. at the end. Uh, but we'll have a heavy dose of Mike Lewis, which is always fun for us. You know, it's amazing. I, you just talk about all these jurisdictions and the sports betting blowing up. Mm-hmm. You know, all around the country. It's not anything we didn't see happening with the Wayback Machine. Hell, that's why I moved here. Right. That this was going to be a, become a mainstream thing. And that was back in 2005. And it was all the hypocrisy of the NFL. Right? They well, kept it from... And the politicians. Yeah. They're playing to their constituents. Let me tell you something. If the NFL had wrapped their arms around this, forget the politicians. The NFL is the 800-pound gorilla with the, with the army of owners of, of lawyers and all the things they would bog down and shut down. And the minute money became part of the equation where they'd get a piece of the pie, hey, let's do this. It's a good idea. I mean, you talk about hypocrisy. Uh, you know, that was always one of our big... It was hypocrisy, and that's true. But, but again, the, the, politi- the politicians don't... There, there are a lot of... Older folks who, who who think you know gambling's bad and the politicians didn't want to but, piss those guys off oh, and then and then you have to, oh and but then it's you okay to go to a state liquor store no, I, and not. burn your whole check playing keno so there's hypocrisy everywhere but and then there also Brian is the Indian casinos and that's a huge factor in this they don't want to give up what they've got so there's negotiations to be done there the wall come tumbling down that's a song isn't it uh, yeah. yeah John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. The walls come tumbling down when the FanDuel's and DraftKings of the world started getting sponsorship deals, you know, with the, with the NFL. And then, it, then okay, these things open up, and then there's a piece of the pie and, and money that's going going to the NFL. Fine, great. It, it's we're where we should have been. Is the point? Glad yeah. we are. We're where we are. Hey, you got the Raiders down the street. What is it? Eight years ago, Oscar Goodman couldn't run a Vegas commercial on the Super Bowl. I know. You're right. And then him being brilliant, he got $30 million of publicity out of it because they didn't run it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so, again, it's all... I got off the track. But the point is, this stuff's everywhere. It's so common now to the point where I'm pulling in the park. I'm driving here. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my best friend. I got two guys. They're like family. Uh, best friends uh, back in western New York. So I'm talking to my one bud. And it's deer, uh, deer hunting season. Okay. So I haven't talked to him too much because I did call him the one day. And he's up in the stand. And, you know, like, hey, are there any deer there? <laughs> well, there were. They're yeah. gone now. Right, yeah. No, by mistake, I called him. He was still in the deer stand. So I haven't been calling him much. Um, so I just called him talked to him while we are driving in. And this just I'm just saying where we are and in the landscape of you know he's not he's in he'll, he'll make a bet here and there you know nothing nuts but I haven't talked to him in basically a week and the first thing he says to me how about the game yesterday you know like the the Ravens covering the game mm-hmm. and I go, yeah and, you know they couldn't get a first down they throw a ten yard pass and get an eighty yard touchdown and they cover the number then. then then, and how about the Monday night thing? And the first thing he says, 
the oh, the referees, this, that, and why'd the guy go for two? And this this is now a mainstream discussion, is the point. And it to the point where I've, how about me? I've been going nuts for two days this week on the intentional grounding that Wentz had that was the pass was four yards short of the sticks, mm-hmm. and the side judge was right there. And that would have made it third and 40. It changed the whole game. Yes. Forget the two-point conversion thing at the end. Of the, that changed the whole game. That, that thing was a boat race. It would have been third and 40. Russell Wilson gets the ball at midfield. They put more points on the board. Instead, the Eagles scored there. On, on a call that was just like, oh, they got away with one. No, that's not right. That's not good enough. Yeah. You can't accept that. But the point being, here's my buddy who, you know, occasionally, oh, what, what do you think about the Bills this week or that? But he's talking about all the games that are on TV that are now bettable. Right. Right, that it is now, it really is this mainstream thing. And I'm really stoked about being on the Sports Grid Radio Network now on the broader scale because the interest level is out there. Not just the interest level, Stevie, but the interest level that they listen to stuff like this and can actually do something about it. (laughs) Without calling, you know, Ned they're, Knuckles. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, turning, they're tuning into you and I for advice. And I'm not saying that. Uh-huh. Shows like this oh, All right. <laughs> no, just, that's kind of scary. Yeah the, yeah, the advice you give is I should dress warmer tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is advice I should have given myself this morning. It's, it's cold in here. Dang it. So, like that game yesterday. You think about that. I mean, you talk about two games this week in hand raised, right side loser. And I, I listen, I get the lucky wins with the best of them, so I take the bad beats pretty well. Mm-hmm. Those are two of the worst. I mean, the Seattle thing was just a gong show, a miracle, and then he goes for two when he shouldn't have gone for two, and it never should have got to that point based on the play we just talked about. And then Pittsburgh's got it first and, or fourth and goal at the one, and whenever you get a fourth and goal at the one and you get stopped, the whole game comes off the train tracks. Yeah. The whole game derails. Yeah, yeah, the overs yeah. um, probably 80% of the time. If you miss a fourth and one at the one, you know, hasta la vista, baby, when it comes to the over. And the Ravens fought and fought, and their defense did everything they could. And isn't it amazing how one – did you – you were working yesterday. You probably didn't see the uh, end of the game. I, di- I didn't see any of it. It's amazing. It's almost like a play happens, and you go, you're kidding. It was third down with about three, four minutes to go, and Roethlisberger throws a beautiful little soft fade pass to Deontay Johnson on third and four. And it was like the pass that Ingram dropped for the Giants with a one insult of the game away earlier in the year. And it's like this guy catches this with one hand in his sleeve, right in his hands, like a feather, and he drops it. And you're going, you're kidding, right? And, and they would have been about the 25. They take more time off, kick a field goal, or run the clock out. Kid drops the pass. They throw like a 15-yard pass. The guy, uh, Marquise Brown, turns, runs for a gazillion-yard touchdown, and they cover the game. Because one, it's amazing how one play just totally derails something. Without seeing it, it feels like a game where the Steelers just said, okay, no Jackson, no Dobbins, no uh, Ingram for, for Baltimore, and they just didn't take Baltimore seriously at all. No, I think they give Baltimore credit. Their defense played their lungs out. Okay. No, their defense was spectacular. And, then, and the funny thing is, I mean, the Claypool kid gives them the ability to stretch the field. A lot of dink and dunk stuff, though. 
in this particular game okay. uh, for the Steelers. I'm, I'm telling you, the, it's the Sunday night game at Buffalo. I mean, they, they got the Redskins. I won't automatically put them by the Redskins because they're playing hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but third game in 12 days, Buffalo on a primetime home game, that's, that's the watershed one for the Steelers on beaten season, I do believe. All right. To the point where I, I'm, I'm fearful for the Bills this week for maybe looking ahead to Pittsburgh. I'm just upset with myself I didn't have the under yesterday. I thought about it. I had the under on Monday, and I got that right. And I, had the, I was thinking about the under yesterday and didn't do it, and, I, and I'm, obviously I should have. Well, there, you start giving yourself advice. <clears throat> oh, I talk to myself all day long, buddy. Well, the good thing about that. Yeah. If you talk to yourself, those are words to live by. If, if you talk to yourself, at least someone's listening. No. You, you ignore <laughs> yourself. I, I did. I didn't take the under. Yeah, that's uh, something we'll have to dissect in the next segment. Mike Lewis is going to join us. Sportsbook Radio coming to you on a Thursday from Las Vegas on the Sports Grid Radio. We are the first 24-hour network giving you the most extensive fantasy sports and odds coverage of all major sports. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Steve Slapshot. We're in Las Vegas and also in Las Vegas. Oh, what do you think? Is the pro flies maybe about oh, three pro- miles from here? Yeah. Not, not too far. No. If you're coming to Vegas, the corner Alton Rampart, the Suncoast Casino is a great place. Uh, I always say this to the people out of town. When you come in, you should honestly, I mean this with all sincerity, you consider staying at a local joint. Yeah. Room rates are beyond reasonable and... The, the, all the amenities are there, and it's kind of got a cooler, calmer vibe, and everything's right there. And you can still get a car or Uber and you know, go see the strip and anything, but we always tell people, consider the local spots. I love spots. the local spots. Yeah. They're fantastic. And he's one of our dear friends, a friend of the program, Mike Lewis, racing sportsbook director over at the Suncoast at the corner of Alton Rampart. Uh, hello, Michael. Another day, bud, where we're sorting through games that are going to be played, games that are rescheduled. Now we're talking... Teams that are getting plugged in to play a game on a day's notice. Yeah, it's uh, you know it, it's it's happening fast and furious. Uh, you know, teams are uh, pulling out, and uh, you know other teams that need to find someone to come in, and uh, you know BYU BYU's uh, got in the, got a game now, and uh, we'll it's see smart. how this goes. Yeah, I think it's no, a I'm, very very smart move. I mean. Coastal Carolina, you know, you sit here and you look, BYU's had this, you know, really fun run. They're 9-0. They pretty much throttled everybody they played. But the question is, who have they played? And in the middle like this, to be able to plug in 18th-ranked Coastal Carolina, if they're able to get the job done here as a 10-point favorite, it could mightily improve the – well, I mean, well, let's see how many bowl games are actually played. But it certainly – could improve the quality of the ball they play, or certainly, you know, help them in the race to the top to get one of the top, one of the uh, big balls. It definitely could, and it could also help uh, Coastal Carolina. I mean, they're nine and zero. 
You're right. And uh, in, a, in a win over a BYU with, uh, you know, uh, a name quarterback up there. And, uh, you know, this is, this is a, uh, you know, it's almost like a bowl game uh, they added for, the, for Saturday. I mean, this is almost like a bowl game, BYU-Coastal Carolina. You know, uh, I was having a conversation with our buddy uh, Andy Isco. Uh, he'll join us uh, tomorrow on the program. We go out to Sunset Station on Fridays, and Andy will be there. But we were kicking the tires on it. I said, you know what? Honestly, if if you were going to ever had the broadened playoff tournament, you know, where it wasn't just the Final Four, in a, in a year like this, outside-the-box thinking would be, why not try it now and, and see what it would be like where a Coastal Carolina, uh, a, a BYU gets a shot at a big boy, or if it's a bigger tournament, you know, you brought it out. Get a mid-major in there to have some fun and give them their one kick at the can against a big boy. This is the year to try that stuff. It could, and it, you know, especially the more uh, bowl games that decide they're not going to play. Uh, maybe uh, this is the year that you know you, let's get uh, eight, nine, ten bowl games and let's use it as a as a playoff. And uh, you know, it it, it could be a, a very good thing for college football to start this uh, this year. I mean, because the, the situation it is now, especially if Ohio State doesn't even get the opportunity to. Uh, uh, to be in it because of a lack of how many games they played. I mean, you almost have to put an asterisk next to uh, whoever does win it if they're going to play a team, you know, play uh, a playoff without a team like Ohio State. Sounds like the Big Ten's changing their mind on that tune, though, huh? Uh, yeah, that, they almost have to just for the money factor, but it's, uh, you know, it, it goes to uh, see, you know, let's see what happens, but. You know, this week we have a ton of uh, canceled games. I think tomorrow there were scheduled, what, four or five games and only one is going and another, I believe, 14 Saturday games postponed. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening as we get, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks as these teams finish up. But it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting couple of weeks. As you know, Brian, uh, Mike is from Michigan. He's a fan of all things Michigan. Mike, I want to ask you about uh, Kenny Galladay. He didn't practice yesterday, apparently not going to practice today. It sounds like a pretty serious hip injury. Is it possible that he maybe sits out the rest of the season just to make sure that thing that heals okay and it doesn't affect the rest of his career? You know, it, it'll all depend what type of injury. You know, they really haven't said exactly. I mean, it's a hip injury. Uh, but is it, you know, is it uh, ligament cartilage injury or is it just a deep bruise? Uh, you know, I, I think if it's just a, a hip injury with a bruised bone, bruised hip bone, uh, I think you'll see him back once the uh, uh, heals up a little bit. You can also, you know, you can also put an extra hip pad in there. I mean, he's a gamer. I, he, he doesn't want to sit out. And uh, I think as soon as he's able to, he's going to be back. But, you know, you got a bad hip injury as a receiver, and the way you get hit on your hips and you need your hips to uh, make cuts, it, you know, it's going to take him a little bit to, uh, to get back. But I don't, I don't think they will shut him down unless there's a possible of a structural in, uh, damage that's there. But uh, I haven't he heard any reports here, of that. If he doesn't go here, Mike, it's pretty telling. Because he was like listed as a limited participant before the Thanksgiving game, and you're like, it makes no sense to play him there. Give him another full week and a half, get the guy right, and then he comes back from the week and a half, or a week at least, and isn't able to get on the practice field. And oh, by the way, all these injuries, you know, knees, 
uh, all the things we see, Achilles tendons, things that are awful that you get very, very fearful of. Hips are real bad. If if it's gone awry with a hip, I mean, uh, you know, just got to think how Bo Jackson's career ended. Uh, look at what happened to Tua last year with Alabama. Hips are that that's a dirty word, boy, when you're talking an injury for a football player. It is, and uh, you know, it depends what position is, you know, and his position. Uh, you know, you get hit on them hips, especially doing crossing routes. They they come up and hit you on the hips. They, uh, you know, you need your hips to uh, make cuts. So it, it affects uh, some some positional players different than others. But we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I still think he's going to try to find his way back uh, at some point. Uh, just be might be another uh, another week or two. And, you know, I think they're going to bring him back uh, slowly. I mean, they're not going to rush him back, that's for sure. But we'll, we'll see what uh, transpires uh, over the next week or two. What do you make of the game? Detroit's at Chicago. The Bears minus three, pretty firm. Uh, totals 44 and a half. This Lions team, you, you've been pretty outspoken because you know, you've been on with us, you know, for a long time. And throughout Patricia's run, there were a lot of things that uh, were pretty bizarre and odd. And the Lions just can't seem to get the right guy to run the show. But Galladay specifically seemed like he was shooting flares into the sky when Patricia got let go. And I I just wonder collectively how the team reacts. And we we keep noting how good Atlanta's playing since Quinn was finally let go and relieved of his duties. And Raheem Morris, they're 4-2 with him. And you just wonder, is it a breath of fresh air where Detroit plays well? Or is it like just another year or... You know, let's look for, to the draft and try to get this thing right down the road. Well, you know, I personally, I think uh, you know Matt Patricia never uh, never had this locker room. I I think they uh, they they love Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell had a pretty good uh, run there. He actually had a winning record, and uh, to let him go when they actually had a great relationship with him. And, uh, you know, they bring in Matt Patricia, and he just – it never worked out. They He didn't have a locker room. It was uh, – no one really respected him. They were upset that Caldwell got released. Uh, I think you've seen a lot of the players come out, uh, maybe not saying it verbally, but uh, in their tweets and reactions uh, were happy when uh, Patricia got let go. And I think they like uh, Daryl Bevins, and I think you'll see a, uh, a pretty good effort from him. This weekend, uh, you know, they do have a lot of injuries, but I think you're going to see a, a better effort. And I think Daryl Bevins, he's going he's gonna to open things up a little bit more. Uh, why not? I mean, he's, uh, he's auditioning for the full-time job. So we'll try to open things up a little more. Uh, ride your big horses, which is Matt Stafford. Uh, they hope to get uh, DeAndre Swift back. And uh, we'll see what uh, happens. But Patricia just was never a fit. I, I my, what I'm hearing is you know he's tr- he was trying to run such a complex defense without the defensive talent, and and it showed. They kept bringing in Patriots, and they did not have the, uh, you know, the outcome that they did when they were in New England. And you know that's one reason why Bill Belichick is so good. He lets these guys go when uh, before before they're they're, you know, they're over the hill. But uh, you know unless you have people around them, it's it's not going to work. We got about a minute and a half in the segment, and maybe you can't answer, you know, uh, this broader question in that short amount of time. But boy, oh boy, the, the Bill Belichick coaching tree—you talk about the jury being way out. I think Vrabel is really good, 
And I think that's a function of how cerebral a player he was. But I don't know, but you, you look at the Bill Walsh coaching tree, now the Andy Reid coaching tree is the hot potato. But uh, these the Belichick guys, they're not hitting a home run. Get about 40 seconds. No, and I think that uh, just shows you how good Bill Belichick is as a coach. I think uh, – you know his legend continues to grow when you see uh, all all of his assistants go out and try to make a name, and absolutely none of them are really uh, uh, successful, except Mike Vrabel. But I think uh, you know that was that has a lot more to do with uh, Mike Vrabel himself, uh, the coaching he got in the NFL, the coaching he got in college, and just the type of player he was. He was a thinking man's player, and uh, you know the rest of them that just came out to. Uh, uh, beyond you know Bill Belichick's tree, and it just none of them get to none of them get it. It hasn't worked for uh, any of them. Uh, it's an intriguing thing. We'll be watching that one throughout the course of the time. Uh, I'm I'm really hopeful the sportsbook radio tree that Stevie will bloom down the road. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck for that. <laughs> I'll put extra water on you at the end of the program. Uh, Mike Lewis is our guest. Our good friend, the racing sportsbook director over at the Sun Coast here in Las Vegas. Uh, we're going to step aside. Coming right back, another segment with Mike Lewis on Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Group. Seriously. We do this 24 hours a day, every, every day. day. It's real. And it's here. We've got to come up with a better name for it than fantasy sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you. Hour one, rolling right along. Sportsbook Radio uh, here from the KSHP studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. And our second hour coming up, we're going to have Vinny Maliulo and Bruce Marshall on. Uh, always great information from those two fine guys. Part of our stable of guests. And uh, one of our lead thoroughbreds is with us today. That's Mike Lewis from the Suncoast Casino, the race and sportsbook director. Uh, we got, what, one college hoop going on now. Quinnipiac and... Drexel, but with these tip-off tournaments, Mike, it's always fun when you get the day games, and uh, have the players been rallying around the fact that there's a boatload of hoop games in the afternoons? Yeah, you see a lot more action come in in the morning. Uh, people stop in in the morning and uh, get their uh, you know late morning, early afternoon action on their ways to work, and uh, it, it, it's fun. It sort of you know reminds you you know of uh, baseball. In the during you know in the summer when you have uh, morning games, so it's a, it's a nice uh, little kick uh, you know during the week that we have uh, we have action going on uh, even during the week in the morning. Got to be honest with you, the games have been good. They're fun. You know, it's just a matter of you know can, can they all stay healthy and keep going? In uh, a lot of these games, you get a lot of drama, and these games are falling right around the number too. Yeah, you know, you, you've seen uh, you've seen some really good games and some really good teams already this year, and uh, I think that's going to continue as long as uh, people can stay healthy. And it, it's uh, you know, it's they really they really have to do a keep doing a good job, and you know, hope you know, let's pray for the best, and hopefully, uh, you know, they can get the uh, college basketball season uh, to uh, to play throughout the year. All right, Stevie, you got a little injury news for us? Uh, this just out from uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Julio Jones out this Sunday as well. 
continues to uh, to well, sit out. They saw how successful they were without him last week and Gurley. Yeah, the, how how bad was that for the Raiders, Mike? No Gurley, no Julio Jones. You lose forty three six. It's tough. I mean, now you know that you know that I think they kicked themselves in the butt looking at that one. But uh, you know, it, it's one of them look aheads, and it's also one of them uh, you know West Coast team going uh, and playing in the Eastern Time Zone and just wasn't ready for it. Yeah, especially with the early starts. That's that's the only excuse you give them. I mean, it was it was a letdown spot after the hard. I said all that week leading up, they'd have been better if that was the result against Kansas City because they may have done that to Atlanta. You know, but when you get the punch to the gut like they had against KC, and if I, I mean, these coaches aren't stupid. I mean, everybody talks about it all week long. Sometimes you say you just can't help it, but I mean, there, there's none of this. It was a bad day at the office. A bad day at the office. The building burned down. There is no office. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. It was it, they just got uh, the, the, their butts kicked. But you know what? Sometimes you know, if you're going to lose, why not get uh, blown? It's it's easier to get uh, back to business after a blowout than uh, the way uh, they lost to the Chiefs when they had that game one, and uh, Mahomes did what he Mahomes does, and then you get blown out, and it's just like okay, throw that uh, tape away and let's get back to business. It helps you refocus a little bit. We got two college football games tonight. North Texas, a pick'em game, looking for a lot of points here against Louisiana Tech. Totals around sixty-six. Uh, the other one. Air Force eleven and a half. Boy, that number's steaming. Uh, there's some serious money on uh, Air Force. Uh, the consensus, I think, we'd make twelve and a half. Total on the game is fifty-one at Utah State. With Thanksgiving, the holiday, Mike, we kind of got away from it there for a week. But when you get those weeknight MAC games, uh, and you get a couple of standalone games like this, uh, like a you know little little uh, double dip for us tonight. The the handle on these weeknight college games, regardless of the conference, really good. You know they they are, especially uh, you know the, the, the Thursday night games because you can parlay them into the Thursday night NFL game. But without an NFL game uh, tonight, it'll be interesting to see uh, how, how the handle is on the college games with no NFL game tonight. But uh, you know that when there's one, two, three college games, uh, they do come. They stop in after work and they uh, they make their wagers. Uh, something to watch at home, and uh, it can it continues. At, uh, you know the, the college football does a pretty good job of uh, filling them off nights with uh, different conference games, just so they get uh, they get the TV exposure. As we're racing to the weekend, I would say this is one of the closest things we can get around here for a sense of normalcy and it's amazing because there's significantly less games that are going to be offered nonetheless there's just something about that time of year when college hoops tips off mike and you've got the full slate of college football games and then all of a sudden you're throwing 70 80 college basketball games it's significantly less but probably still probably in the 40 45 50 range for saturday where the the, the uh, led boards in the books around the valley, there's just not a room to get all the stuff up, and that's fun. That's normalcy. Yeah, that's uh, you know the boards will be scrolling uh, on Saturday for sure, and that's uh, you know because in normal times, uh, you know teams like uh, the Big Ten they end uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, you know this uh, this Saturday in a normal uh, year, this would be the Big Ten championship. 
So, you know, we're, we're extending the uh, college football season out a little bit, which is running right into college basketball. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of action on Saturday, regardless of uh, the cancellations that we do get. And uh, uh, them LED boards will be uh, scrolling uh, all, all day long on Saturday. Hey, the Stanford football team, Mike, cannot play at home right now. I'm not, I'm not even sure if they can practice there. Have you heard where they're headed for their games coming up? I have not heard where Stanford's going. I do know that uh, the San Francisco 49ers packed up yesterday and are heading to Arizona. And stay in there, right? And right. stay in there because they can't practice uh, at home either. So they are they packed up and they're on a uh, like a two three week vacation down in Arizona, and that's where they're going to be able to uh, practice and play their games down there. I saw a, a day or two ago, maybe or uh, maybe the end of uh, last week, that uh, Stanford was likely headed up to the Pacific Northwest, but I. But more specific than that, I didn't know. I just wondered if you had heard anything. Yeah, I have not heard anything out of Stanford yet. If the, you know they, they are playing in Washington this week, uh, possibility they just stay up there. All right. Mike joins us uh, quite often on our show, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Has a great opinion on the NHL. And we're all desperate to see hockey and hope they find a way for this to come back, Mike. But with each passing day going by, it's, you, you talk about whittling. You know, I mean, this thing's down to a toothpick. You know, you're down to a, I think, 48-game season at best, and with each passing day, it gets more dire. It is, and, you know, they're they're trying. They're coming up with things. I know, like, four teams today mentioned that they would uh, like it. possibly play outdoor games. But, we uh, you know, that in the first segment. You know how, how viable is it to uh, play outdoor games uh, for the first few months? I don't know. Uh, Ice conditions, weather conditions, it could, uh, you know, I don't think that you're going to see that happen, but uh, you never know. I mean, some team may try it. Well, if, if any of those teams were able to pull it off, you know, even if they were able to, say, do half of their home schedule, I mean, in a football stadium with social distancing, you'd have more people in the football stadium safely watching the hockey game more than would be actually in the hockey arena. So if they could pull it off, you know, the teams that could pull that off would actually make dough, and nobody's making money this year. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they could actually do it in a football stadium or maybe configure a, a baseball stadium and use, you know, lower deck, upper deck, and get a few thousand people in there. Uh, that's a, definitely a possibility. And, uh, you know, if weather doesn't, you know, let's say someone like Anaheim, you, you, you put a hockey, you know, rink uh, in their baseball stadium and, if uh, the weather does not permit, then you just move it into uh, into the Honda Center and go from there. Well, I mean, if the weather, if, first of all, if the weather would permit, and if you had the venue and the jurisdiction, obviously, ain't good at all, especially with what's going on in L.A. right now. But in a city like that, or imagine this: what about something in New York, where you could rotate the Devils, the, the, the Devils, the Rangers, and the Islanders around an outdoor facility? There's three organizations could make money throughout the course of the year. No, and I think that would work out perfect for them just for the fact that they're going to be playing each other so often because you're going to get uh-huh. uh, division-heavy uh, schedules. That uh, you know, Who cares who's home or away? You're just sitting, sitting on a different bench. That's all you're doing. And uh, for someone like them three teams, uh, that makes sense. Well, you know, the other aspect of it, the other side of the coin, we're talking about them, them making money. And honestly, and we're all saying we love hockey and we're all starved to go back. But you've got to believe there'd be a 
pretty big component of a fan base that might still be leery of saying, yeah, I want, I want to see them play, but I, I just, you know what, I'm just not comfortable. I don't want to go. And a lot of those people might be a heck of a lot more comfortable going to an outdoor venue. Uh, definitely could, you know, if you're ta- even if you're talking five, ten thousand people. I mean, uh, you know, you feel more comfortable being outdoors, and uh, uh, you know, you can space them out a little better. And it, you know, I think it you'll get some uh, revenue at least uh, out of them. And you know, if you got two teams, you know, you Rangers Islanders. I mean, I don't think you have any problem selling out ten thousand tickets uh, between that fan base, even uh, oh. even if the weather isn't nice. How important is it for uh, for the NHL, Mike, to, to get this, even if it's only 48, just just to play whatever they can do to keep the shield in front of the public, to keep that NHL shield in in the, you know, so out of sight, out of mind, right? We don't want to see that happen, right? Yeah, I don't think the NHL can really can afford to. And, you know, we're talking new TV contracts and, uh, you know, college basketball is playing, NBA is going to be playing. Uh, you know, you don't want to be the forgotten one. In baseball, spring training, they'll be heading back probably end of February and try to play a full season. I, I don't think that uh, hockey can really afford to uh, miss out, even if it's like a 48-game schedule. Uh, you you, you got to put something out there for uh, for your diehard fans. And uh, you, you got, you know, if they don't play, well, what does that tell you with the uh, – the upcoming contract with the TV negotiations. It's, uh, they're going to probably end up getting less than what they would if they even threw out a 48-game schedule. All right, again, we always say to folks, you're coming in from out of town, you want to check out some of these local properties, you'll love it. And uh, the Suncoast certainly fits the bill. In fact, my good friends, when they come in from western New York, they stay at the Suncoast. They love it. They rave about it. And uh, Mike... Lewis and his staff, they do a great job in the race and sports book over at the Suncoast. Mike, thanks, bud. Always a pleasure. Appreciate you taking a few minutes today. Always a treat talking with you. Have a good day. You too. Anytime, guys. Thanks, right. Mike. Our bud, Mike Lewis. Good stuff. Uh, again, next hour, uh, we'll be looking at Vinny Maliulo and Bruce Marshall, and that'll be great fun. We're not done yet, though. We're racing to the top of the hour. I have a short little, I think we'll, we'll get to call that Stevie's Thoughts. Oh my lord! And, and, and it's a two-minute segment. <laughs> It'll so be the worst two minutes. We're going to give day. you three minutes during the break to see if you can come up with a two-minute thought. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's worth it. I, I can I can. Why am I smelling smoke in the I, studio? I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> oh boy, uh, we're having good fun. This is racing by for us. This is the end. Basically, a month. Yeah, a month now on the Sports Grid Radio Network, and we're so excited! Don't forget, January seventh is coming, and it's coming fast. Um, thrilled to be with the guys like Cam Stewart, who was on with us yesterday. Scott Farrell, Gabe Marenzi, uh, our producer Chris Bavona. He's been a treat for us. Mike Cardano, everybody at the Sports Grid Radio Network. We can't wait. Going to be on the Sirius XM channel two o four. January seventh is coming. It's coming fast. Talk about a great way to kick off the new year. A great way to get the hell out of 2020. <laughs> uh, really looking forward to 2021, and we're looking forward to it for that reason, too. We'll There's right a now. pandemic going on out there. It's catchy. It's called The Winning Edge. And the only place you can get it is right here. Get on the grid and stay there. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This song describes what happens when this show ends. Stevie and I race like a bat out of hell from the one studio to the other. <laughs> right, we got like a two-minute window. Making this, me hung- this is one of the greatest songs ever. Uh, it's a great song. And I, it always makes me hungry when I hear Meatloaf. Never break my promise, never, <laughs> never break my vow, but God only knows what I can do right now. Mm-hmm. I'm praying for the end of time so I can end my time with you, and I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. All right. The good news is I just ate up 30 seconds of the two minutes of Stevie's thoughts. You don't want... I, I have no thoughts. All right. You well, know let, me, me. let me ask you this. I'm empty-headed. Mr. Don Best, injury guy. Yeah. You're back on the beam. Had a couple days off. Mm-hmm. Again, the thing lighting up like a Christmas tree and just following this stuff on a daily basis. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It really is. Um, I, I noticed there was a basketball game canceled this morning or they're, or they're trying to figure out if they're going to play or, or whoever it was. I think it involved, again, Coastal Carolina. Who I, their football team had an issue. So, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a constantly moving scenario where, where we – this has never happened before on the screen. We, we have three blank spots mm-hmm. at the bottom of the, of the schedule – in case something gets moved that day. We've never had to do that before. Are you sitting there, like, you know, sucking your thumb in the fetal position? But, I mean, no, I mean you're ready to react. Like, if something happens with a game or a team, where now, now you're just scurrying to look to see if there's more info coming on that team. Yeah. I mean, we're, as soon as you find something and get that out and take care of that, then you're scrambling looking for the next thing because you know the next thing's coming. You don't know when or where or how, but you know it's coming. So, so again, we're all over. We're constantly, and, and right now, because of the pandemic, we don't have a full crew in there. Mm-hmm. We're scrambling. We're doing the best we can. It's, it's, it is nuts. All right, we're ready to scramble in a fun way. We're going to scramble to our other studio here at uh, KSHP in Las Vegas on the Sports Grid Radio Network. It's lunchtime with the linemakers coming up. Vinny Maliulo. Longtime legendary sportsbook director here in Vegas, and Bruce Marshall from the legendary publication, The Gold Sheet. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Don't go anywhere. Coming back with hour number two in a moment. Lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports.